What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 103. On this episode, we're joined by Rusty, where uh, we talk about school, uh, kids, babysitters, Fortnite, China, IT work, video games, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, hometown thoughts, venison, town halls, church taxes, the weather, really all kinds of stuff. Um, Also... I totally forgot to bring up our Patreon, so I got to bring that up now. So um, you should all go to www.patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Um, give me money. You'll get early access to the podcast. And then if you give me enough money, I'll shout you out like Jay, the I don't have a nickname yet. And fuck if I ever will. Scoggins, uh, Hurricane Haynes, Pow Wow, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear. And of course, my mother, uh, the original patron. Um, so anyway, thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo hey what's up cuz uh not much man how you doing i didn't have to work today so therefore my day wasn't bad there you go but unfortunately you got to work on monday right i do i do but um luckily i'm off actually the day this podcast comes out um that wednesday through friday i'm off for fall break so oh, nice. The benefits of working for a school, except they don't pay you for it. So when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. If I had a normal job, I could just make money today. <laughs> so sometimes uh, I, I get pissed about it. But then normally I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So so you're you're not paid like a, a teacher's paid, right? Like you don't get a, a salary for a whole year and get uh, to just divide it up. It is divided up in a way, but I still work 12 months. So basically they take like every day I work within a year, they add it together, what my pay would be, and then divide it by 12, which is cool, but it means that like a month like October for, or I guess August is probably the best example maybe. Um, You know, I, I actually work more than what I'm getting paid for, but I'll make up for it in December when I get two weeks off, but my paycheck's still the same. I uh, gotcha. So it, there is a benefit, but it still pisses me off, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm like, oh, there's no way to make any of this ever go up. It's the same every month. And so it makes me sad. But yeah. also it makes it when they're like, hey, could you come in Sunday? I'm like, no, I cannot because <laughs> my checks are already cut and I ain't doing shit. Yeah, what, what, what's the under-the-table pay on that? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and the one do like, well, you could just – Head off early the other day, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. My Sunday afternoon is worth more than my Monday afternoon, I feel like, hours-wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because your, your wife's off on, on Saturday and Sunday, right? So right. you don't want to go – you don't you don't want to be off on a Monday, and then she's still going to work. And Right, exactly. Um, that's what basically – my life is, I'm sure you have some similarities when you have kids of like me trying to say like, Oh, I guess this is when I need to spend time with the wife for a moment. You know? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, we, we actually, uh, my in-laws are going to watch our kids for us tomorrow and we're going to have a, a whole night to ourselves. So, um, very rare. Right. I say to ourselves, but you know, the, the baby's still going to be there. So, right. Um, <laughs> The unborn one. 
right? So, yeah, I learned this because um, I, I think it's hard to imagine, you know, me, I don't have a kid or anything. And to me, I'm like, just let someone watch that thing, you know, and go do your own thing. But, like, I remember Pow Wow, the first time after he had a kid, he went out to the movies with me and Koopy and him and Jill to go see the Entourage movie. And he, like, left where he would get there right when the movie started. There was, like, no time for us to hang out and talk. You know, we were expecting, like, oh, we'll do, like, a whole double date night, go to dinner. No, no. It was, like, straight there. As soon as the movie was over, he, like, ran to the car, drove right home. The baby may have hour and a half, you know, tops, didn't see him. And they were, like, nice. freaking out about it. And I was like, oh, I guess that's just what happens to people. Like, you well, you care yeah, a there, lot. <laughs> there, there's a lot that goes into it. So, so for instance, like – you know, mo- most of our family, uh, I, I probably wouldn't leave my, my, my child alone with them for too long. Right. Not, not for, not for any major reason other than like, you know, at least my mom and dad are both like pretty bad health, right? Like I can't imagine, you know, them, them being able to keep up with a child too long. Right. So, so you, so you always worry about that. And then like, you know, if you hire like a, a teenager or something, uh, you're worried about like, you know, that that hour that you're gone is an extra ten dollars spent, right? <laughs> like ten, fifteen bucks. And so, like, yeah, you're really conscientious about that time that you're away for that fact. And then, like, we got this girl down the street, and she wants to watch our kids so so badly, but. Yet, like everybody we've talked to, they're like, "Yeah, she just sits back and reads a book. Like, sh- she she doesn't look at the kids or interact with them at all." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay her for that. Right. Forget that." Well, I've never had a babysitter. I can't remember one time in my life someone was paid to watch me. I don't know. That might have happened, but uh, I do remember um, my friend Trevor and Chance. I'm sure you remember them. The uh-huh. Trevor was my agent. Chance was a couple years younger. They lived like half a block down the road from me. And I remember when I was like seven years old going to their house and this girl, I want to say her name was Robin. I don't really remember anything besides her name. And she was watching Oprah in one room. And then Trevor was like, hey, we found all these magazines. And then the first time I seen porn was at Trevor's house while the babysitter was watching TV in the other room. And we just had like all these penthouses just laid out, you know, um, <laughs> that was under the watchful eye of the babysitter. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure got, all all that happens. I'm sure in the world, but well, I, I will say that that there's a bit good chance that if they found it while the babysitter was there, they probably knew that it was there and didn't find it while the babysitter was there. Right? It's <laughs> very true. I was trying to explain, um, and I know this is going to get a little probably too rated R for you, but I'll try to make it cool. I was trying to explain to Koopy that story exactly. Uh, then I was like, uh, and what was weird, I remember being so confused at the time is because they were penthouses and uh, the ladies are raunchier. Right. And all the ladies were very much spreading the vagina out right so like to me at like seven years old i'm just like all right there's this hot pink thing (laughs) that looks like a tongue i guess because it was like they're really into showing off the area between the clit and like the hole and like that was like their big thing like looking back on at the time i didn't get it and so i was just like oh okay well that's what women do i guess they just spread it out there and show it all to you and turns yep. out that yeah. doesn't happen man, often. Man, were you let down whenever puberty hit your your grade level, right? I know. <laughs> it was not what? the same. 
No oh. one's just going around spreading out. <laughs> I know. That's what I was expecting. It was very sad. Um, so I tried to download Fortnite today. Well, I mean, I did download Fortnite today. So you wrote into the podcast and you're like, sometimes we should try to play together and stream something, something to that extent. And yeah. uh, Fortnite is, you know, cross console or whatever they call it these days, cross play. And so I downloaded it today, played one game, got fourth. And then quit because I was like, hey, you know, that's pretty good for my first time playing in months and months and months. But yeah. all I did was land, get some weapons, found a building that happened to be dead center in the circle and just stayed there until the very end. Killed one person <laughs> who ran up on me and then got killed by the second person I found. So I didn't really do good, but I got fourth. So it made me feel good. Dude, I, I feel like whenever I play, that's whenever I do the best, right? Like I'll, it, it's whenever I'm just hiding out. And I get lucky and the circle forms to where I'm at. Right. You know, because because the worst is whenever you find a spot and you're hiding there and then like, you know, the, the circle reforms and you have to move and you have to move across that. I, there's like this river trench area. And I feel like I always have to move across that. And whenever I'm moving across there, that's whenever death is imminent for me. Right. I see. I'd like to say I lucked out earlier. Um, but I do like to hide out place. I'm sure it's not exciting to watch. I'm sure. Um, but I, I enjoy it. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not good at shooter games in general. So what does Fortnite have? It has buildings. So I'm going to get in a building fortified, hide out a little bit. Like the person I killed earlier, it's cause they were coming through, just chopping down my building and then, <laughs> and then they fell through the floor and then just popped up right next to me and I killed them cause they didn't nice. know I was there. So I was like, ha ha, I got you motherfuckers. So <laughs> I feel that's just my strategy. Um, so anyway, yeah, might have to I get actually, into it. I actually uh, tried to download the uh, download it to my laptop today. Yeah. Um, just because, like, right now I'm still I'm still trying to wait for uh, to get the right kind of Elgato uh, streaming thing that I need for my Switch to hook up. Right. Um, so, so anyways, I was trying to get it on my laptop because then I could just use my um, streaming stuff set up ar- already and do that. And uh, the, the Epic Game Store, because you can't go through Steam uh, to get it anymore since Epic created their own game store. Right. And that thing is massive. Like I have I, – I don't know what was happening because I have like 800 gigs of uh, free space on my laptop still. And, uh, anyways, uh, I, I tried to download it and whatever file it was putting it in, it's like, oh, we have, uh, 60 gigs downloaded and you don't have enough space for 60 more. So I think it was trying to send it to my other, my wrong, the other wrong hard drive that I have. Like I got two in there. Right. Um, so I think it was trying to send it to my smaller one, but, but still I'm like, I'm just downloading the the Epic Store app. Like, why do do I need 120 gigs just for the app? Like, I'm not even buying a game. Right. I don't, I do not enjoy, and I mean, I guess Steam started it or made it popular. This whole, you, you have to download the software that runs the games. And I, right. I guess there's benefits. I remember when it first happened, people were like, it just keeps track of all, but like there were all these things that were benefits to it. And I just liked it because they had all those cells and I would buy like a couple games, like a couple cells in a row. I bought a few games 
and I did enjoy Steam, so I'm not trying to shit on it completely. But same thing, I tried to like Bethesda has their own game launcher, Blizzard has their own now Epic. Just uh-huh. everyone has has their own stuff, and it's like, ah, eh. it's kind of it's kind of like the way uh, there's so many streaming services. Eventually, someone's gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna do, we're gonna offer all this. Co- Package together for one low price, and you're like, oh, so it's a cable package. It's like the same thing right. in video. Like they just keep splintering off to where it's going to come back to like, let's just go back to the way it was. <laughs> and well, yeah. I mean, now instead of the the Disney Channel, you can get the the Disney streaming service. Right, and which, I will. Yeah, because it has everything. Disney owns everything. The fact that it's going to have The Simpsons is enough for me. Uh, yep. Oh. Speaking of uh, cartoons like The Simpsons, did you see uh, the whole South Park thing that happened recently? I did. So, and I was actually going to bring that up because Blizzard. I know you like Warcraft and stuff, and so I just figured you had heard about that. So, we the last episode I kind of talked about it with Snappy a little bit, um, but I'm sure it's still people care about it. Um, China, everyone's basically bending the knee to China because of all their economic powerhouse. Um, Blizzard took 10 grand away from this guy who won a Hearthstone tournament. And then now everyone wants to boycott Blizzard and they're getting very pissed about it. Um, NBA had a China thing. I'm trying to remember all the China stuff. Yeah. But, d- anyway. uh, Harden got out there and said that he loves everything. China <laughs> <laughs> China sell those shoes. <laughs> Gotta do it again. Uh, I will say, I think it's weird I mean, I don't think it's weird. I get it. They they have a third of the world's population. um, And even though they're communists, they still buy stuff somehow. So, like, they're a weird hybrid system, I guess. Uh, But I do think it would be cool if corporations were like, nah, fuck you. We're for freedom. And maybe I'm an idiot. You know, maybe I should. Maybe I'm too patriotic in this sense. And I'm like, yeah, not y'all and y'all's communism. But I just think that's an easier narrative for me to get behind. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a little bit different, like because the, the one of the biggest problems is like China, they they have these companies that that own so much, right? Like ten cents um, is that the one that owns all the video game companies? I think right, like so. So I think uh, one of the biggest owners of Blizzard, there's like a forty percent owner that's a Chinese company, right? So, I believe that's ten cent. Yeah. And yeah, Tencent yeah. also has a um, percentage of Epic, for instance, you know, that does Fortnite, but theirs was like a lump sum up front. So like for Epic, will never get more money from them. So like they're coming out and being like, ah, we don't care. You know, we're all for free yeah. speech and freedom. But Blizzard has like an ongoing partnership. So they don't. And the Warcraft movie bombed in America, but it was like a big fucking deal in China. Like they love that movie. So I get it while they're wanting to pander to that audience. One thing I didn't get about the blizzard thing though, is like, so you had the winner say, say that anti or the, I guess it wasn't even like anti China. It was just pro Hong Kong. Um, Hong, yeah. So, so it was just uh pro protest, but um, anyways, the, the people that were interviewing him got fired, right? right. Like that's what I don't get. I was like, well, did they ask specifically about it? What I what I saw is they didn't ask him specifically to say that, right? <laughs> like, right. 
Well, Why'd you fire them? It's something I do get annoyed at uh, in our, you know, our very woke society where people get offended by a lot of stuff is that, you know, all of a sudden now all these people are on the Internet mad at China when it's like actually they've had human rights violations pretty consistently for the last 30, 40, 50, you know, however long you want to go back. But we kind of overlook it because we're like, well, they're going to catch up and be a world power and they have nukes. So we kind of let a lot of stuff slide. So it's funny to me that, you know, professional basketball and video games happening and in South Park, of course, uh, a week before calling attention to all of this, like they're they uh, predicted the future or whatever. Uh, Like everyone's coming out now. Everyone's like, yeah, China is a problem. It's like, well, we should have probably been more pissed before, but we want iPhones that aren't $5,000, you know, and stuff like that. So we're not throwing too big of fits. I mean, they're getting there anyways, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, th- I think the latest version's 1400 or something. Yeah, I see a lot of people comparing that price to like the down payment on a house or a car. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I get it. I-, I honestly, if I didn't have to have a smartphone for my job, I would seriously consider getting a flip phone. Um, I just have to have one for my job. But I'm like, man, it would be so cool to just to cut it all out because uh, there are definitely times I feel pulled into the social media where I'm like, and I don't even care about this. How about the people that like really care? They must be like super addicted. Right. Yeah. I'll find myself reading a news article on my phone. Uh, not, not because I'm interested in the news article. It's just because uh, I have my phone out and there's a news article. So why not read it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts most days and I just kind of keep headphones with me. And then I, it's just also, I know a lot of people don't talk to me if I have headphones in. So it's just my like uh, cheat code to life as I've been using is I just throw in headphones and people assume even if I'm not playing anything, they assume you are. So they won't talk to you. Uh, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and when I'm not, I'll listen to music. Um, but. Man, see, I, I wish people at my job would, would do the same thing. I'll be sitting there at my computer and I, I got a spreadsheet open, right? And I'm inputting tax data and all this other stuff, analyzing this business. And it's a huge business, right? It's like 15 companies and some companies have like multiple operations. And so like I'm sitting there, I got this spreadsheet and it's probably got like 40 tabs opening up, right? And I'm just putting information in, but I got my headphones in and I'm listening to uh, like YouTube stuff and junk like that and i there's this guy he sits next to me and he'll just roll over and just like hey rusty and he'll ask me a question so i answer it then i'll put my headphones back on and like get back to work and like 10 minutes later hey rusty and like he asked me the same question over and over again <laughs> i'm like come on man yeah i have one ask guy somebody else uh <laughs> well, I mean, there's only three of us in our little office or whatever but one of those guys, he's like that as well. But he also wears headphones, so I always get annoyed because I'm like, you were just listening to headphones, and you took them <laughs> off and then asked me a question <laughs> while I'm wearing headphones. So I do get uh, tickled at that. And you mentioned all the tabs. You know, I work with people on computers all the time. And so in a school system uh, in Oklahoma, no one has money, so everything's really old. And there's these computers uh, – they're a Dell Optiplex GX520. To my estimation, they're at least 15 years old, if not older. And like a lot of people have them. Um, and there's these teachers that'll have them. Uh, they have a 32 bit operating system, two gigabytes of memory, and they'll have like 46 tabs of Google Chrome open. 
And they're oh like, I don't know why everything's so slow. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, well, you got like 44 extra Google Chrome tabs open then your computer can probably handle like reasonably. So when you said the 40 tabs, that's just what I reminded me of, which Excel is yeah. definitely different. But these people just open up new internet tabs and think it's going to make their computer faster somehow. Blows my yeah, mind. it's a... Uh... So our computers are, are fairly old. I don't. I wouldn't say they're that old, but I will will say that like on, whenever you get the computer, they put an expiration date at it on it. Like at my work, and uh, I had one that was expired for like two years, and uh, I was like, "Hey, you got a new computer for me?" And they gave me a new one that was only five months expired. Wait, that's better. Yeah. So, um, but like it, it has, uh, like whenever I open up that many things in Excel, um, it takes and it'll freeze my whole computer. Sometimes it's just too much. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, this summer I, cause the summertime is pretty slow. I installed steam on my computer, um, when our filter was down and installed a couple of games. But as soon as I run a game, it like, Everything else on the computer stops working. I'm like, ah, shit. I was like, I forget these are so old. Now, not every computer is as old as that. Like, the ones that need new ones have it. But then that even makes it worse when you're going from one computer that's pretty, you know, good. And then you go to a computer that's that old. And it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. It's crazy. How slow it is. There's one guy that I work with. He actually told my boss. He's like, if I snuck in here at night and put an extra RAM stick in my computer... Would anybody know? <laughs> and my boss is like, you're not supposed to open the computers. He's like, yeah, but if it was after hours and I did it, would anybody know? <laughs> so what you got to do? Like, eh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> that is the first thing I do to anyone out there that uh, doesn't have experience messing with computers. Because I didn't either until I had the job I currently have. Um, I didn't realize how easy it was to put RAM sticks into a computer. It's very simple. Uh, it's like an immediate upgrade to your performance. I mean, a processor is also very important, but all the time I'm like, if I can find a RAM stick, because we do have, you know, just a bunch of like one gig and two gig sticks everywhere. So I will try to upgrade people when I can. Cause yeah, Dude, I, uh, I got a funny story about RAM sticks. So at my prior job, um, I would work on on a college campus, like going around. And one one of the tasks that, um, well, I, yeah, this was like two jobs ago. Anyways, one of the tasks that I had uh, was to take like old computers, move them out of offices, put them on a pallet, and take them to a shipping yard where they would uh, sit back, and then they'd have like a surplus sale or something, right? Right. And uh, anyways, there there was this one guy that I worked with. And he, he's one of those people that, you know, just they, they dip their hands into everything to try to make money, um, which he ended up being a basketball coach for a high school. So I'm sure he's probably still trying to find ways to make money um, since that's probably not making him a ton. But uh, anyways, uh, he would take these computers and like as soon as we would get them into like a, a freight elevator or somewhere where no one was looking, he was like lightning quick. He could snap these computers apart, pull the RAM sticks out and close them up before he got from floor three to floor one, right? 
and and then he'd go and he'd sell them all online. Um, was it legit? Probably not. You know, I'm pretty sure that's stealing. Right. But uh, <laughs> anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, it, if something it, doesn't make from point A to point B and you don't know about it, you know. Right, right. I mean, mo- most of the time, like, people would buy these huge pallets of uh, computers and stuff, um, and they weren't even buying them to use, right? So, so they'd buy... 15, 20 computers for 300 bucks. And then they'd go through and like the computer parts, from what I was told, they have like three ounces of gold or something in there. And so these people would buy them and then they would find like, they'd rip it out and get all these, this gold like melted out of it. And that's how they made their money back. But it is interesting. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, I've heard stories of a process called e-trash. So if anyone out else out there in the IT industry would kind of know about it, where you know you can't just throw computers away in the trash. You're not supposed to. Um, so like you're saying, you have these pallets. Uh, we had this room just full of old fucking computers, and we just it just kept piling up and piling up. And so whenever we got a new boss, because our old boss took a different job this summer, the new one was like, "All right, we got to figure out all this junk." And we we're like, "Yeah." Normally, uh, I guess, you know, the last guy would just call these people and the story was that they would pay us money to take the computers and then they would provide us a sheet of all the computers and all the serial numbers so that, that you know, for audit purposes. Yeah. And so we're like, awesome. And then our boss called and then these people were acting like they actually charged money to do it. So we were, So we were all very confused. On how it went, so we ended up finding a guy who it was he would do it for free, and so that's what they went with because no, everyone was confused if you paid people to take e trash or if they charged you to take it, and so we just found a guy that would do it for free, and I was like, well, I don't know, I don't know how, what anything about this industry it was my only experience. I mean, free is is definitely a step up from being charged, but right, but if they I were mean, paying, it's still you, worth something, yeah. right, like technology's always worth something but normally like if we're throwing them in that pile it's because the motherboard's bad uh you know anything else we can normally try to get a part to replace and also just know i just didn't realize how easy it was to mess with computers um now i guess uh tablets and stuff is are very difficult i don't even know how to open one of those but like laptops aren't even as hard as i thought they would be you know everything's just kind of more compact in there but once you pop stuff off, it's kind of like a car. Not that I can work on cars, but um, I don't know. You just replace parts. You're like, oh, check that out. That worked. Like almost like a lot of times a power supply will go out. And if that happened to me almost at any time, I'd be like, all right, well, my computer is just dead. Like it uh-huh. just doesn't turn on. But we have a closet of old power supplies from old dead computers. So you just find one that matches, pop it in. And then all of a sudden the computer works. And then you're like, oh, man, I'm really good at this. When really I'm not. I just replaced <laughs> the part. I'm a genius. I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. I thought I was like, like the other day, uh, someone's disk drive went out where it wouldn't read DVDs. And I found it when we didn't have any that exactly matched it. But I found one that was like a half inch too big on one side. So it's just not flush. But I'm like, hey, if you want to watch your DVDs, that's what you got to do. And I just <laughs> felt like I was uh, MacGyvering it up. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I I never growing up, I never knew anything about computers or anything. It's just all necessity, right? Like, right. Whenever I had a need to figure something out, I figured it out, right? Like, like I remember 
for whatever reason, vividly when you were in Weatherford in college and you had to like get internet and it was like you had to get a new router and figure out how the router would work because it was just different than how it was in Warica where we were. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> dial up. Yeah, it was like <laughs> you had to get a real router with cable modems. And I remember even like because I would come visit you when you're in college and I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Look at that. It has all these lots on it. <laughs> it's just nothing. R- Rusty's moving up. Yeah. Got this fancy modem. We can play all kinds of uh, war, uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. Uh, I've been trying to play some video games. So like I, said, I mentioned the Fortnite earlier. Um, I was going to try to get back into Dishonored 2 because uh, I think I mentioned before I was playing NBA 2K20. Still am. It's great. But I've just played a lot of it in the last, you know, since it came out. And the NBA season hasn't even started yet. So I was like, I probably should chill out or I'm going to burn out completely. And so I've been yeah, trying you, to play other games, you know. You said you already maxed out your your one shooting character. Yeah, well, I got like like a ninety three at the moment, which isn't maxed out, but it's pretty high. Like I would have to really grind to get him up to ninety nine, and I don't know if I enjoy that character enough to do that. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Uh, so I have made a second character that I'm messing around with, but I don't know if I like that one either. So it's a turn into a weird uh, end game MMO thing at the moment. Which I've never been my my deal, uh, but I try to play Dishonored two today because I beat Dishonored one recently, the remaster, and then started playing Dishonored two, and then like a week later, NBA two K twenty came out, so I quit playing it. So I try to get into that today, but it's just so hard to get into, a, at least in my case, an action stealth game. Like four hours into the game, right? I should just restart it because I was like, sure. I don't remember any of these buttons, and I just kept dying immediately. Like all these people would attack me and I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I I can't play this. So, uh, yeah, I think I will have to restart it. Well, if you're anything like me, like you can remember the storyline, you know, if you've taken a couple weeks off, but like getting into it is different, right? Like just remembering is one thing, but like feeling it and like getting in the environment and stuff like that, it's, it's hard to jump back into it if you've been off of it for for a few weeks yeah i agree like when what happened was i tried dishonored you know all the buttons were like ah, i don't you know i can't quite remember all this and then i went and played fortnite after that which like i said i kind of landed by myself and no one was around me and when i was building i was so slow at like oh yeah i hit circle okay l r1 <laughs> you know if anyone was around they would have just fucking killed me because <laughs> i was just so <laughs> slow turning and like Oh, look at me building staircases. <laughs> Be like, I think I want a wall here. I want here. Right. And mm-hmm. and I was running around with the wall up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> not my gun drawn. And I was even at the time going like, man, I suck. I used to be so fast at this when I played this every day. Um, and that's, I guess, just those uh, when the controller is an extension of you, you know, and you're just hitting the right buttons all throughout time. It's awesome. But whenever you're kind of a noob. Um, it's just like when I watch my wife or anyone who can't play with the dual sticks and I just, it makes me anxious. Like I Mm -hmm. get anxiety watching someone who can't control, you know, the camera with one angle and their body with the other stick (laughs) or what it like, it just, I'm like, Oh my God, how can you not do this? But I'm sure we struggled when they introduced the first dual shock. I'm sure I was like, what the hell? Right. Right. What are all these buttons? Why are there two joysticks? What right. do I do with this? <laughs> I mean, I remember we played so many RPGs back then. 
that I just always use the directional pad anyway. Like, especially like Final Fantasy Tactics, it just, at first, I don't even think it used the uh, stick originally. And then I know the Vita version, I think you can, but I still use the directional pad. Cause, uh, well, yeah, PSP I mean, version. you're trying to move from one square, either left, up, down, or right. So yeah. <laughs> why do you need all that free-range movement? Yeah, and uh, it'll, I just remember the joysticks were all for that fucking monkey game. I just can't remember what that game was called. Those monkeys that had the lots on their head felt like that oh. introduced the dual shock. It wasn't like Ape Escape or something, yeah, right? I think that might have been the name. Sounds familiar. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Another random thought, because we mentioned cartoons earlier, and I just had it on a list for next time I talk to you, of a really weird show that you liked that you showed me is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And it's probably like the only weird Cartoon Network show that I'm always like, yeah, I like that one. Like my, yes. my wife, like, like she'll be like, oh, Squid Billies is cool. And I'm like, that's a fucking weirdo show. But <laughs> I'm like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is great. I don't know why. That was just yeah. the one. So Squid Billies is weird. I don't. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I told you. Crazy. I, I mean, yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. They they eat eat a brood witch and go into where this dude just has a hatchet and is trying to slice up the fry dude. So, um, I, I it's weird that I don't consider that weird, but Squid Billies is weird. <laughs> yeah, I just I think the three personalities of the I guess four main personalities of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, if you include Carl, I just enjoyed all of them a whole lot. Like, uh, I think. Everyone loves Frylock because he's the cool one. And then uh-huh. Shake is kind of like the main character in a way. But Meatwad is fucking hilarious. I would just laugh my ass off watching Meatwad. <laughs> I didn't even smoke weed yet. And I'd be watching that show like a little stoner. I don't know. It just it made you feel stoned without being stoned. Um, and then Carl yeah. also. Great. He, he was like a cooler version of Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he has one where he uh, does the rap song. For all of the sand babies, I don't remember. I can't quite remember the storylines. It's been a long time, but uh, I know that's like always my show. I bring up out of the weird Cartoon Network shows. It's my only one I ride for. I guess Robot Chicken's not the worst, but never really got into it. Yeah, yeah those those were those were decent times watching watching all those because. I remember I first started watching them while I was working at the Marquette. Oh yeah, um, you and, and Josh. so the the boss put in the the cable satellite for us and uh, had Cartoon Network. We watch it late at night while no one was coming in because you know after like six thirty, no one stopped by that store. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if it's still open or not. I think it is. They have new owners though. Or the store looks slightly different. Last time I was in Warwick, I drove by and something was different about it. Um, I remember the most about you working there as coming by, hanging out with you and Josh, and then throwing uh, the little fat hot sausages, whatever the fuck those were called. 
Oh yeah, yeah, hot tamales. Yeah, like we just throw those uh, at each other. T- Tijuana Mamas. Tijuana, I think that was the name of. Them. And I just for whatever reason, because they didn't bust out of the package or, or something, so we would just throw them all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. So, so I had a. Did I ever tell you the story about the uh, cat food dude coming in? I don't guess so. So, so there's this guy. He went to school with my mom. Uh, we called him Cat Food, but I think his real name was like Nikki, Nikki Hauser, Nikki, something like that. Sounds familiar. Um. Anyways, uh, he'd always come in, and he was called cat. They called him Cat Food because, like, he'd ride his bicycle around town, and he had his backpack, and in the backpack he had just a bunch of cat food, and he'd take it to go feed these goats. And so, like, if you're if you're thinking of Warica, uh, kind of out by where the uh, football field is, mm-hmm. if you're coming down that road that leads to the football field, you hit hit the road that it intersects. I can't think of the name of it, but on that road there, there was like this old abandoned house, and it had some goats. And so he he would take the food and feed these goats. And uh, anyways, this one time he comes in. And he wants to buy a 40 ounce and uh, he, he hands us this check and it's from his dad and it's a blank check. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I was like, it's five fifty for that, that 40 ounce. So I was like, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to fill it out. He's like, well, can you fill it out for me? I was like, no, I'm not going to fill that <laughs> check out for you. Uh, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. And so he, he leaves and he goes into like the little back area with like the, the restrooms and stuff. And then he comes back and he had, he made the check out for $50. And I was like, I was like, man, I was like, we don't give out cash like that. You know, like we can't give over $20 in cash. And he's like, he's like, Oh, well you can keep it. And I was like, I was like, no, I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I'm not going to take that check. And so, so he goes out to the side of the building and he rubs the check on the wall until one of the zeros disappears. And then he comes in with this check that has like almost a hole in it and he hands it to Josh and Josh cashes it for him. I was like, Oh my gosh, what an ordeal. Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really miss Warika, but it is, I, I think about it a lot because I go back and see my parents, um, the town's just different. Like we lived in it in a time period that'll never exist again. And I guess that's how it is for everyone. But like, uh, so our hometown is like a dying town, I guess like young people just move away and there's no businesses opening and people that live there can't get jobs, you know, outside of like the traditional, like, uh, ambulance driver, nurse, teacher, you know, whatever the essentials, I guess. Uh, so it's just a weird thing to go back and you're like, Oh yeah, this place is, I mean, it was shitty when we were there, but it's like even shittier now, if that makes I sense. Know. It, it, it's kind of sad to see, um, but like, I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do to change it, you know, especially if something like the minimum wage goes up to 15 bucks an hour. 
like even even things like the nursing home and the dollar store, they're not going to be able to stay in business, you know, because right. um, well, no dollar store chain is going to be like, oh, that store is worth keeping open to pay three people 15 bucks an hour. Well, says, says, I know? think they probably would stay open. It would just they would cut employees like it would be down to three people. It wouldn't be like six or set, however many they currently have. I don't know how many work at these things. Because yeah. dollar stores, uh, they're just having an example of like I guess if you look at their profit year over year, they're just going up and up as the big stores go down. Like because everyone loves dollar stores for whatever reason. I went into one recently though, and everything was really expensive, and I was very confused. Went into a really? Dollar General, and I, everything was just like like I think a can of deodorant was like five bucks. I was like, no, no, no. That's how much, it's like four dollars at Walmart. I thought you came to Dollar General to get it cheaper. What are y'all talking about? So. Right? Yeah, we have a uh, we have a things out here called Family Dollar. No, they're called Dollar Trees. Yeah, we dollar have trees. We have one Dollar Tree here in Ada. You go there to get the candy before the movies because it's kind of nearby. Right, and it, that place is all a dollar. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> it's one straight up. If it's in there, it's a dollar. Yep. Which is cool. Which is super cool. That's that's where we go uh, whenever we're filling out like Easter baskets for our kids or something. We'll just go in there, and that's that's what we do. Right. Just dollar store. I don't know how it reminded me of uh, you know this town we uh, grew up in. We used to have a bent can store, but it was called oh yeah uh, the sixty nine cent store when I was really young. And then I remember at some point in time they changed it to the ninety nine cent store. And okay, that was a big deal. Like, uh, and then we would go in there all the time. And my mom would be like, oh, here's some hair dye in a bent box. It's 99 <laughs> cents. Let's buy that. And you're like, okay. Then you would get, you yeah. know, your canned goods or whatever. Um, it was just different. And my mom judges me hardcore when she comes up here. Because one thing I do is I care about uh, the taste of the food I eat. And my mom never cared about that. Like, your mom is a good cook. I used to come to your house. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed your company, but I loved it when she'd make like macaroni and cheese. You know, it was so worth it uh, oh, to be over there. I, I don't, I don't hate you for that. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, she was, <laughs> and my dad would bring it up too. My dad'd be like, "Do you eat some of Penny's food?" I was like, "Yeah, dad." He's like, "Oh, she cooks so good." And I'm like, "I know." <laughs> and so my mom just doesn't care, and it's awesome. I think financially, it's really smart, and I wish I could be the way she is. She's like, "I'll pay a fucking dollar for a potato and eat it." Like, I don't care what anything tastes like. Like that's just not <laughs> something my mom cares about. So when I'm like, oh, I paid extra money for this, this, and this, she's like, well, that's why you're broke because you have to have all this good taste in food. And I'm like, you're probably right, but yeah. it's just how I am. But you know what I enjoy? Eating food. So yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, it's like one of the only things that bring me happiness in life. Well, that's like uh, tonight I went to the store uh, <clears throat> to get some milk. And uh, milk here – like the the store we went to, it's usually like, you know, two dollars or, or like a dollar eighty nine or something a gallon, but but tonight it was like two thirty nine for for whole milk, but then you could get two percent milk for two dollars, and I was like I was like, well that sucks, but I grabbed the whole milk and my wife was like, I would just get the two percent. I was like, well I like milk and I like whole milk. I was like. There's no way I'm getting that 2% milk. I was like, I'd rather spend 30 cents on the good milk than save 30 cents and hate life whenever I drink a cup of milk. <laughs> right. And and that's I'm like, it's just really hard for me. Again, like if the name brand stuff is just a little bit more, I'm like, probably worth it. 
Like shit has to be quite a bit more. Like that milk would have been like a dollar more for me to be right. like, I guess not, you know. Or like uh, I go and get like huge family size things of sugary cereal because I love it. And I look at all the, oh, I guess they put them in bags now to make it cheaper. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to get this big old box of cereal. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, brings me happiness and joy. That's right. You got, you got, it's easy to set up in front of you whenever you have your cup or bowl or whatever. And you can just sit there and read the box while you eat your cereal. Exactly. A bag doesn't set up right. Yeah. I mean, they don't have, they don't have cool mazes and crosswords on the bag. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really what you're paying for whenever you pay for the box, right? Like, exactly. It costs a little bit more because you got the maze on the back. Yeah, and they used to have toys, but not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, speaking of food, this week I am going to be eating some deer because my freezer always has deer meat because my father-in-law um, kills deers, and then he puts that meat in his freezer, and then when he wants to kill another one, he's like, oh, shit, and has to dump his frozen meat to my freezer so he can have more room for deer, which is fine. You know, I'll take free <laughs> meat. Um, but... That is definitely a new thing in my life because no one, at least, I mean, you might have had hunters uh, like on your dad's side or something, but our mutual family aren't really hunters that I knew of. Right. The, the only the only one that ever hunted that I knew of was Jerry. Yeah, Jerry because he'd um, have the good jerky. Yeah, yep. That's very true. But, I, yeah, I, I heard about uh, the deer meat. My mom was telling me that uh, she – I guess you gave some to your parents or something. And yeah. so she was, she was making some chili with it or something. She was making something with it. I thought it was chili. Probably. I've, I make chili quite a bit with the deer meat. It is delicious. Um, and my dad enjoys it. So I could see him trying to convince your mom to do that. Uh, but yeah, so deer meat's awesome. I'm doing some chicken fried steak tomorrow. Chicken fried steak with deer meat is actually the only, uh, not the only, that's the best thing I've made with deer meat. Right. Like I have a lot of ground deer meat as well. So I've done, you know, chili or in spaghetti or tacos and it's whatever. Uh, but when you have like the little uh, tenderloin steaks or backstrap and then you chicken fry those, it is amazing. And like my wife, when I met her, she was a vegetarian. But when I cook this, she will if I don't eat it all, she will eat it all. She's like, the meat is delicious. And so I, I imagine that's really good because because deer meat's fairly lean, I think. And yes. so like if you're frying it in some oil, I imagine it helps like get it get it really nice and tender. It does. It's very tender and there's uh the gaminess of the deer, it just works better with the breading for some reason, I feel like. Uh whereas in the other day I made it some in like tacos, it was fine, but it was a very gamey taco. Hmm. You know, and you're like, ooh, I had a little kick there. Um, Sounds delicious. All right, I don't guess I have too many things. Anything else you need to talk about while you're on here? Want to get all your political ideologies out there? Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> it, it's so so politics wise. I'll, I'll just get this off my chest. There was a a town hall for um, LGBTQ. It's a LGBTQ town hall for the Democratic Party. And like, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand. Like you got to do a climate change town hall. You got to do LGBTQ town hall. You got to like, you got to do a gun, like gun ban town hall, whatever. Right. Like why, why does everything have to be this town hall? 
But uh, anyways, I and I don't even have a problem with talking about the subject of LD, LGBTQ plus whatever. Um, you know, it's not my thing, but I don't care if people talk about it. It's their thing, you know. Right. But but during this town hall, you get like Beto O'Rourke, where he comes out and he basically says, "Oh, if you're a religious institution, um, and you don't." give all of the rights that you give your members to like LGBTQ people uh, were taken away your, like I would take away your tax exempt status. And I understand that that's a position like a lot of people have problems with tax exempt statuses for, for religious institutions. And, you know, that that's neither here nor there. I believe that, you know, if, if you take it away, it is going to hurt that institution, uh, in a sense, because a lot of people give to them to get tax uh, write-offs, you know. Right. Um, so, like, whenever I pay my tithing at the end of the year, I get a slip and I get to use that for my taxes, and it'll save me six hundred bucks in taxes or something, right? So, a lot of people do that, and if you take away the tax-exempt status of the religious institution, anybody that pays into that is going to be affected as well. And so, I think. There are some that maybe don't do it just for a belief. They do it just for the taxes. And so um, you might see that drop some and it's going to hurt them. But like one thing I, I was listening to related to this is if if you take the tax exempt status away um, and you kind of force doctrine onto these these religious institutions, which is kind of kind of what they're saying, right? Like um, if you don't act the way that we want you to act, we're going to punish you. Um, eventually, you know, it's going to not only affect that specific church, but it'll, it'll start affecting like religious institutions like Notre Dame or, um, you know, BYU here in Utah or, or anything like that. Texas Christian university. Um, you'll, you'll just see a lot of this stuff where they'll try to, you know, get them to not just not act the way that their religious beliefs lead them to act, but it'll also get them to like have a curriculum that they don't necessarily want to have. And I think that's a little weird um, because, you know, right now they are kind of paying for themselves and uh, the government shouldn't, shouldn't need all of our taxes anyway. So, so what does it matter if a, a place that does do, charity work they do you know give to the homeless give to other people like for instance my church uh there was uh a news article where they actually helped rebuild a mosque in new zealand that got shot up like they donated money to that you know so so it's not like churches aren't spending their money charitably and giving to their communities and helping out um, where it's needed. So, so like, why, why, why worry about that? But right. anyways, uh, that's my spill on it. <laughs> yeah. There is like a few different random thoughts. I haven't tried to remember any of them. Um, I would say on the whole church is giving to charity. They do, but they also get to choose the charities, which, um, I think some people would argue against. I don't really care. I grew up, uh, going to church and I thought, I think it's a fairly decent, um, thing i don't know now i think the argument between the taxes is 
I, I mean, everything you said about why churches shouldn't be taxed is why no one should be taxed, why no business should be. You know, they're making right. it on their own. And why should the government have a say in what they're doing in their business? So, like, I'm not, like, against that. But it, it, I think it's weird they do have special treat. Like, it's, if it's a business or because they do take in their money so that people could get tax write-offs or whatever, uh, seems like it could just work the same way. But I get, like, it's just the way it is. I don't know. Uh, and then some people would still give money to charities, you know, if they couldn't give money to the church, I'm sure, to – to offset their taxes, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah, they could. But it is, it is weird for sure. It is a whole thing. Now, uh, you know, like, I'm not really a religious person, but I don't really care at all that people are. Like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me if someone is like, I'm not one of these people online, like yelling and moaning and complaining that church is happening today. You know, like I don't. I'm just like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Hope you have a good time at church and learn awesome stuff. And, uh, and now right. people ask me all the time if I go to church, and I do not lie. I'm like, I do not. But I, it would be way easier on me if I just lied because then I wouldn't get invited. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I go to the Lutheran. We're having a blue moon luncheon. You're like, oh, sounds pretty good. It, I'm all right. It's funny. I think, uh, you know, that there's definitely different different takes on, on stuff like that. Like, uh, I got a neighbor across the street and, uh, in, in the church I, I attend, uh, they kind of categorize members by active, less active and, uh, then not members. Right. right. Um, that's kind of the category. And so, uh, my neighbor across the street, he, he's considered less active. Um, and it's not because, he, he shows up occasionally or whatever. It, he doesn't show up at all, and I don't think he cares to show up, but he's still on the church records, so they consider him less active because they haven't kicked him out. He hasn't been excommunicated or something. Um, he just doesn't go. Uh, but like whenever I, I talk to him, he always brings up the church. Like, like I'm never one to like bring it up. Right. Right. Like I'm just over there like, Hey, can I borrow that drill? Because I need to drill something. And he's like, sure. And then he's like, Oh, you know, he's like, uh, I just, uh, I, I think about going to church and then like the next time I see him, he'll be like, I just can't stand the church. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. It's like, whatever. (laughs) I'm just because I go to church doesn't mean that, that you have to talk to me about it all the time unless you really need to, right? right? Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the go-to conversation. I was like, you know, we could talk about cars or something. Right. <laughs> like, I always say, and maybe it's me being judgy, but I just think if someone brings up uh, their church or religion to you, like immediately, I always, I just don't trust those people as much. Like to me, uh, anyone I've met that are like, Hey, where do you go to church? I go to church here. And I'm like, well, what's your name? I just, for those sort of people, it always throws me off. I'm like, you're trying to prove something to me, like how righteous you are. And I don't trust it. <laughs> See, I, uh, I like talking about the weather first. Um, that's usually my go-to whenever I meet somebody be like, man, sure is hot today. Yeah. That's what I, did, yeah. <laughs> I, I told my bosses last week, I was like, we finally had a cold front, so I'll be less grumpy. I was like the last six months I've been pissed off because it's so hot and I hate sweating and it's hot all the time. But now we had a cold front. It's down in the 60s. Woke up. It was like 30 degrees outside the other day. 
um, got very cold very fast. Isn't it supposed to warm back up there? I think it is. It's going to warm up and then cool off again. You know how it is here. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just was like, I can't turn on the heater because I've been bitching about the heat. And so it's been like, put on hoodies and blankets. That's how you're warming oh, up today. man. I, I would say that we've had an average temperature of about 67 degrees for the last two weeks. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, it, it's been really nice. The only problem is like it's supposed to start dropping off. So I think uh, going into this next week, we're supposed to see more like upper 50s and then mid 50s, um, which around this time, uh, have I told you about the inversion uh, that happens here in the valley? No. So, so Salt Lake City is kind of built between uh, two little mountain ranges, kind of. And so, anytime that like there's a fire in California or whatever, the smoke kind of carries into this valley and it settles here. And um, in the winter, whenever temperatures start getting colder, the the temperatures above the the valley are still warmer. Um, so you have this warm air pushing all the pollution down into the valley. And so it gets like really smoggy and they just call it inversion. Right. And so that happens. And every time like my allergies start getting bad and all this other stuff, which I think I told you, I I wasn't sure if I was going to come on today because of my throat and tongue and everything swelling up, which may have been related to to the allergies and stuff from all of the pollution in the air. Um, And I was really afraid I was going to come on here sounding like Val Venus. um, Hello, ladies. (laughs) Hello, ladies. Val Venus is like a Rubik's Cube. The more you play with me, the harder I get. Yeah. (laughs) Love Val Venus. So uh, I thought I was going to come on here just like that because of uh, the – the pollution and stuff, but and throat ended up clearing up. We're still doing good. I guess the last thing I'll end on is I will say, and I blame my wife for giving me allergies. I understand that's not scientifically possible or they claim it's not, but I never had allergies in my life. Um, you know, I've, I just, that wasn't a thing I was, I ever had to deal with. And then I met my wife who is a very allergy ridden person. And then all of a sudden I have all these allergies all the time. So I just think she gave them to me, but it could be just cause I didn't grow up here. Like where we're from, it's just so much drier and flatter. And like uh, in this part of Oklahoma that I'm at, it's a little hillier, a little more humid. I don't know. There's something about it. So I'm like, maybe I just, I don't deal with the shit here. Cause when I go to Warica, I actually don't have many problems, but my wife cannot do it. Like her eyes start going red and she's just, allergies out of control dude it's it's all that adaptation yeah this is what's happened uh and i always see the old man on the side of the road around here selling like local honey and apparently that's the key if you eat locally made honey from bees around your area um and somehow it helps get rid of uh at least like the leaf pollen and caused allergies you know what i mean Hmm. Uh, so like if you go and get the teddy bear honey, that doesn't matter. That's like growing wherever they grow that. But if you can get some local honey, it's something about the bees have pollen from that area. And when it gets in your system, it somehow helps with your allergies. But that could be also some old witch tells, you know, who knows. That's a that's an interesting idea, because like 
it kind of goes along with a thought I had um, probably probably a month ago. But I was like, you know, I wonder how better my body would feel if I only ate like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that that are in season, right? Yeah. Like instead of going and getting bananas in winter, like what if I found like a winter fruit and ate that? Like would my body react differently to it? Like I feel like just because of human history and we haven't always had the ability to freeze things and keep fruit good and transport it from across the world. Like there's got to be something biological that happens whenever you eat fruits that are meant for that season. Right. I don't know. I, I, I thought about trying it out just to, just to see what it does. All right, man. Uh, I think we took up a lot of time. Uh, we'll see what we keep. Probably most of it. Chances are. All right. Sounds good. All right. Peace, man. Later.
Beats.